Praise the Lord, everybody. You know, Reverend Ronnie, you my favorite singing partner. The next time this happens, we got to have you over here so that mommy can, she can accompany you. And she was doing it. You didn't hear her, but she was. And thank you for um, giving that sermonic selection for me this morning. Um, blessings to everyone out there in Facebook land. Um, I'd like to first thank God for this opportunity to bring his word this morning. i also like to thank my pastors, Pastor Keith and Iantha Brown, um, for trusting me to bring forth a word in this season. Amen. I want to thank my mother, who's always been there for me. She's accompanying me this morning, and she's just my one of my biggest, biggest um, encouragers, as well as my husband. I love him to pieces. I thank God for him. Um, he's been such a blessing to me in this journey. And I just want to thank my church family um, just for supporting and encouraging me as well. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. I praise you. I glorify your holy name this morning. Lord God, I ask, Lord God, as I bring forth your word, God, that you move Denise to the side, Lord God, and that you bring forth your spirit, Lord God, to bring forth the words that you have given for this day and this time. Father God, I ask that you bless my church family, my pastors, as they are away, Father God, and bring them back safely. I ask you to continue to bless and keep every individual that's on the other end of my voice, Lord God. I just thank you, Lord God, because I believe this morning that this word is going to touch someone's heart, Father God. It's going to deliver, set free, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. And so, God, I just thank you, and I praise you. And I give you all the glory. We thank you for the victory, Lord, that's going to come through in this world. And we praise your name. And we say this morning, amen and amen. 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 As the scripture was read this morning, Isaiah 26 and 3, 4 and 12, thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he's trusted in thee. Trust ye in the word, in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Lord, thou wilt ordain peace for us, for thou hast also wrought all our works in us. When I was putting together this message about peace is priceless, a couple of commercials came to my mind, and I'm sure you've seen uh, these commercials They've been played over and over again. The one commercial is the York Peppermint Patty commercial. You see the little girl standing over her mother yelling, mom, 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 I can't find Mr. Quiggles. And her mother is no, gives her no response. But all we see is this big old package of York Peppermint Patties. And then you hear her dad say, mom is in York mood right now, honey. She can't be bothered because she's enjoying the refreshing mix of peppermint and dark chocolate. Then after a period, you see the mother emerging from the foil wrapping with Mr. Quiggles in her hand. And she says, mom's back. And then there's this old commercial. I know you all have heard this commercial or seen this commercial before. It's Calgon. The narrator is like, we got the traffic, the boss, the kids, the husband, the dog. And then you see the mother saying, Calgon, take me away. 
And this mom is then oh, in this relaxing bath, in this bubble bath, just relaxed in, in, her, in her peace. And so we know that both of these mothers are looking for something. And we know that they were both looking for the same thing. One mother found hers in the York's peppermint patty. And then you have the other mother who found hers in the Calgon bubble bath. Do you know what they were looking for? Do you have an idea what they were looking for? Hmm. Every mom everywhere is looking for this thing. And if you're a mother, you know I'm telling the truth. It's peace. Peace and quiet, solitude, peace. So then there's another scenario. You go to the library and you're going to study. You're going to write a paper and you just need to be in a place where you can concentrate. And the whole while you're at this library, you hear people talking, laughing, listening to loud music. Now, you know, this don't really happen at the library, but just say, think in this situation, they're listening to this loud music and you're just being totally distracted. And then you might be at work and you have this deadline that you have to meet at work. And maybe, maybe it has to do with numbers or what have you, but it requires perfect concentration. But outside your office door, and I know this happens because this happens to me at work, there are your coworkers, they're holding loud conversations, they're laughing, they're telling jokes, some of them on their cell phone. Then you have the other one who don't know how to take their phone off the speaker when they're on a conference call or on a Zoom call. So both of these situations now are very chaotic and really difficult for anyone to accomplish anything. Needless to say, we know that in these situations, we require peace and quiet. But in these situations, that peace and quiet is nowhere to be found. So in any given day, depending on your circumstances, peace can easily be lost in chaos. I know that it happens to me. I'm sure it happens to you. You're trying to concentrate on something. You're trying to do something and you got Husband on one side, Nisei. Mother on the other side, Nisei. You got the dogs going, woof, woof, woof. I need to go out. And you're trying to work and you're trying to do something. And it's a little bit chaotic. I love you, honey. Uh -huh. <laughs> and you need that peace. Yeah, that peace that everybody wants. But sometimes we really don't know how to get it. We talk about peace. Yes. We sing about peace. When peace like a river attendeth my way. Amen. But the question is, where do we find this peace? Yes, come on. And what does God say about finding this peace? Jesus says to his disciples after the Passover meal, peace, mm -hmm. I leave with you. Yes. My peace, I give unto you. Mm, Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. And you can find that in John 14 and 27. We find here that peace is God's gift to us. Yes. He says to us that I leave with you. I give it unto you. Give I unto you. It's a gift. God's peace is his gift to us. We can't earn it. No matter how hard we try, we can't earn it. We can't buy it. We can't do anything to get credit for it. We don't really deserve it. 
We don't deserve God's peace. But anyway, he gives it to us. And we certainly can't demand it. We can't go to God and say, look, I want peace and I want you to give it to me right now. That mm -hmm. don't work. Mm -hmm. God gives his peace to us freely. However, just as with any other gift, we have the choice to either accept it or not to accept it. Come on. Now, just because you choose this gift, this gift of peace, it doesn't shield you from life circumstances, right. life situations, life troubles and tribulations. We see in John 16, Jesus saying these words, these things I have spoken unto you that in me, mm -hmm. ye might have peace. Mm -hmm. In the world, ye shall have tribulation. Mm -hmm. But be of good cheer. All right now. I have overcome the world. In me. Come on. Come on. So if we are in him, mm -hmm. we should know that we are overcomers. Amen. Amen. The word of God said that we are overcomers because we are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Because he overcame the world. So why try worldly things when we can try things of Christ, things of God? Amen. Mm -hmm. Ephesians 6 and 10 says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Not in our might. We don't have that power. We can try, mm -hmm. but we don't have the power that God has. Remember the story in the book of Matthew about Jesus and his disciples in the boat? Let me read this to you. Starting at verse 23. Now, when he got into a boat, his disciples followed him and suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he, Jesus, was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him saying, Lord, save us. We are perishing. They were scared, y'all. Mm -hmm. They were scared. They didn't know what to do. Yeah. But he said unto them, why are you fearful, O ye of little faith? Mm -hmm. Then he arose and he rebuked the winds and the sea, mm -hmm. and there was a great calm. Yes. 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 Now, that story I know is all familiar to a lot of people, but do you realize that sometimes we are like those disciples? We're going through the storms that rock our boats. It may be cancer, it may be a loss of a job, it may be a loss of a home, it may be. Um, Someone in your family has COVID and they're really sick with it. You don't know what your storm is. I remember my mom, she had cancer. I didn't ever think that my mom would get cancer. I'm like, my mom got cancer? No way. It was such a great shock, but it was a storm in my life. And then when my father was diagnosed with idiopathic uh, pulmonary fibrosis, a terminal illness, I couldn't believe it that my dad would eventually pass away. And when he did, it was such a storm in my life. I, I, it took me to one of the things I spoke about before, that sunken place, that place of depression, yeah. that uh, place of despair, yeah, that place of anxiety. That was my storm. We find ourselves, like I was at that time, pleading with God. We find that we're unhappy. Sometimes we become bitter. We're become in a, in a place of despair. We're filled with hopelessness. I know that I was filled with hopelessness. I didn't know, think that I would be ever, ever be happy again. And then I was bitter. Yes, I was in a place of bitterness. And like the disciples, I found myself questioning God. I'm like, so God, 
this is it? Because I felt like I was going to die. I felt like, that, you know, there was no life left in me. So, you know, I'm about to perish. Are you going to leave me? And I found myself calling, wake up, Jesus. Do you not care that I'm perishing? Come just on. like the disciples. And then we think about the floods in Germany. That was just on the news. And in Belgium. We think about the fires in Oregon. People dying of COVID. Now we hear that there are 47 states that's in the uptick of COVID. Just when we thought that we were getting past this. Mm. Then about, what about the sinkholes in Florida? People died. The building just collapsed. There's tragedies all over this nation, all over this world. And we hear people saying, Jesus, wake up. Do you not care that we're perishing? And then Jesus, he speaks to our storms. He speaks peace in the mass shootings. Yes. Peace be still mm -hmm. in human trafficking. Come on. Peace be still mm -hmm. in domestic violence. Come on. Peace be still. Jesus says, peace be still. Yes. But I want to tell you something about that peace. With that peace, there is a pre prerequisite. Mm -hmm. That prerequisite is faith. Yeah. The Bible said the just shall live by faith. All right now Jesus was sleeping calmly at the stern of the of the boat, and suddenly a great storm, the windstorm, the waves began beating up that poor little boat. Water started flooding in. The disciples were terrified. Can you imagine being in a situation like that? Can you imagine being in this? I'm sure the boat wasn't humongous, and the waves and the winds is just flipping that little boat here and there. And they were just terrified. I would have been terrified. They went to Jesus again saying, Jesus, do you care that we are going to perish? And Jesus' response to his disciples was, peace be still. Why are you afraid? How is it that you have no faith? There goes that prerequisite again, faith. And at that moment, as Jesus spoke, the wind ceased and there was a great calm. So in order for us to find that peace of God, in those settling times, we need to put first thing first. We can't have the peace of God until we have peace with God. Did y'all catch that? Yeah, come on. Baby. You need me say that one more time? Yeah. I know it gets a little confusing. We can't have the peace of God until we have peace with God. Yes. Let me read this passage of scripture for you. Philippians 4, 6 through 9. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer, remember that word, prayer, and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, yes. which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts, remember, keep your hearts, and your minds, remember that, keep your minds. Through Christ Jesus. And finally, brother, whatsoever things are true, mm -hmm. whatsoever things are honest, yes. whatsoever things are just, Come on now. whatsoever things are pure, yes. are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, mm -hmm. if they be by any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seeing in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. I don't know about you. I want to be guarded. Mm 
You want to be guarded today? I want to be protected. Do you want to be protected today? I want to be kept. You know the song, All to Be Kept by Jesus. Mm -hmm. And the peace of God will do that. Yes. The way that we get to that peace of God, we have to go through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There you go. Walk, baby. We don't get there until we are in God and we go through God. And let me tell you a little bit something. Remember, I said to remember prayer, the heart and the mind. Let's go to the heart and the mind because God's peace is an issue of the heart and of the mind. The two go together. I want to read something to you that I read um, on the internet I found in my research and my studies. The Institute of Heart Math, a research center dedicated to the study of the heart and of the physiology of emotions has conducted numerous studies identifying the relationship between emotions and the heart. A number of their studies have provided new insight into understanding how the activity of the heart is indeed linked to our emotions and our health. Recent heart math studies define a critical link between the heart and the brain. My Lord. The heart is in a constant two-way dialogue with the brain. Mm -hmm. Our emotions change the signals the brain sends to the heart. Yes. So there's scientific proof. Amen? Amen. So let's talk about the issue of the heart. Jesus tells us to not let our hearts be troubled. Mm -hmm. Don't let our hearts be afraid. That's right. We must guard our hearts because Jesus it's the wellspring of our life. Yes, yes. Peace of God will keep our hearts mm. and trust in the Lord with all your hearts. How many trust in the Lord with all our hearts? We say that sometimes, but we don't really trust them. We, we take things and we give it to them and we take it back because yes. we think we can do a better job, but we have to trust them. So I want to go back to my example in the beginning of my sermon. We're at the library. We're working on that paper or studying. We hear the people laughing and joking and the music going. Then you hear a song, like your favorite song coming on. You're like, oh, oh, okay. Study is out the way. Oh, the homework goes. You start bobbing and everything starts sounding really good. Now, you can either, you have this choice. You can put your work aside and go join the crowd or... You can remove yourself from that environment, yeah, find a quiet and right. quiet spot, yeah. and continue your work. You have that choice. Uh -huh. Okay, now we're in the office. We're trying to meet that deadline. Time is winding up. People outside your office door, they're laughing. They're causing all kinds of ruckus, and you got an air hustle going on, and it's sounding pretty good, and you want to go outside and have a, a, a ball with them. Uh -huh. So you can either... Politely get up from your desk and ask them to take their follies somewhere else, or you can go out and join them with a chance, the chance that you'll miss your deadline and it may affect your job. You have a choice. At times, who wouldn't want to put this study aside? I know uh, many of you have been in school, high school, college, or whatever, and then it gets real tight sometimes. And sometimes you just want to push that stuff aside and you want to have a good time. Yeah. But remember, bad choices turn into negative consequences. Mm -hmm. yes. So you have to be disciplined. Peace is the discipline of the mind. Romans 8 and 6 says, Jesus to be Christ. carnally minded is death. 
but to be spiritually minded is life and peace, that mm -hmm. priceless peace. Mm -hmm. Peace is priceless. Amen. We have to learn to focus. I'm speaking to myself right now. Minister Juanetta knows this because she tells me this all the time. Most importantly, we have to focus on what God wants us to think about. We can't be short rocks, okay? Always down in the dumps about things that's going, going on in our lives. In order to do this, we have to have a personal, let me say that again. We have to have a personal relationship with him. Yeah. Not a relationship on the surface that you go to him every time you feel bad, but you don't spend any time with him. If we have that relationship, we have access to his power and his peace. Yes. Now, how do we tap into that power so we can have access to that peace? It's simple. We tap into his power through his word, yes. the Bible, his word, the word of God. For the word of God is full of living power, Hebrews 4 and 12. God's word is our greatest, it's our greatest strength and power. Denise, God's word is your greatest source of strength and power. Eleanor, God's word is your greatest source of strength and power. Reverend Ronnie, God's word is your greatest source of strength and power. If we want to experience God's power, we must saturate. You know, like you're standing in a shower and you just get saturated with the water. We have to saturate our lives with his word, with his worship, with his prayer, with his pursuit for his love. Yeah. Amen. I'm speaking to myself now because sometimes I get all wrapped up in life mm -hmm. and forget that I should be wrapped up in him, period. Not in the things that are happening around me in life. Because those things, sometimes if you allow it, they will pull you down. Yes, you Peace is priceless. We got, to, we got to wrap ourselves up in Jesus. Amen? Amen. I'm speaking to myself again, Denise. Our failure to pray blocks us from having a true and meaningful relationship with God. Yes. And it's all about our relationship with him. Amen. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do about your relationship with your husband, your wife, your mother, your father. It's about our true, meaningful relationship with God. God powers, his power flows from a life that's saturated with worship, prayer, and in pursuit of his love. And scripture backs this up in Matthew chapter 7, 20, verses 21 and 23. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of thy father, which is in heaven. Many will say unto me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? Mm -hmm. And in thy name have cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works. You know, we think we're doing wonderful works and we're singing praise and worship, ushering and what have you. And then I will profess unto them, says the Lord, I have never known you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Mm. Peace is priceless. It's the absence of chaos. How can we focus when there's a bunch of chaos going on in our lives? 
How can we focus when we're concerned about how we're going to pay this bill? How can we focus when we're concerned about, am I going to have my job in 17 months? How can we focus when we're concerned about, mm, my car is making a little knock, knock, knock. I need to have it checked. Those are things of chaos. They become chaotic if we keep them in our minds and our thoughts and before us all the time. But even Jesus, he knew the importance of peace and prayer. Jesus used solitude. For example, Jesus often withdrew from people. How many times do we withdraw from people? People can be the chaos in our lives. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. He withdrew from people and the demands of his ministry to be alone with God and pray. Sometimes we have to withdraw from the demands of ministry because sometimes we allow ministry works to keep us so busy that we forget that we need time to study the word. We need time to pray. We need time to just fall on our faces before him. That can get in the way. We, it's a good thing, but it can get in the way of the things that God needs us to do, amen? Which is be before him, pray, and read his word and study his word. Jesus knew how important it was to find a place of solitude so he could commune with the Father. Sometimes we have to remove ourselves from everything. Even if you have to go in a closet somewhere. You know, these houses, they have these huge, huge closets. I remember the, the movie, The War Room, where the old woman would go into her closet yes. to pray. Yes. It's how he made important decisions. We can't make important decisions if we don't seek God's uh, advice yes. first. Yes. Amen? Yes. We can't do it on our own, uh, on our own because we, the decisions we make may be the wrong ones, Amen. but God will uh, guide us in the right direction. It's how he dealt with troubling emotions. You may have lost a loved one. Mm. You may have someone in a hospital that's, that's dying or that's terminally ill. You have to go to God to deal with these emotions. It's how he dealt with the constant demands of his ministry and how he cared for his soul. If we don't pray and, and study God's word, we're putting on, we're not taking care of our souls. We're not taking care of that spirit man that God wants us to care for, amen? amen. It's even how he prepared for his death on the cross. The peace that Jesus experienced came only from the Father. It's that priceless peace, amen? Mm -hmm. So in closing, Jesus, as we all know him, is the Prince of Peace. Yes, he is. And only through him can we find the peace that goes beyond understanding. Yes, yes. But in order to obtain that true and priceless peace, we must first believe in Jesus, the risen Savior, and choose to follow him. Only then, and only then, can we draw on his peace through prayer, through meditation, and his word. Let's follow the examples of Jesus. And that this message put a song in mind for me. Master, the tempest is raging.
the sky is overshadowed with blackness. No shelter is held, is nigh. And this is where we hear the, the disciples say, Carries thou not that we perish? How can thou lie asleep? Hallelujah. When each moment is so mad. Thank you. 